0: Some have lost their life. And then some that I talk to today, even today, they say that they, they still have, um, I guess, how would you say? Like, um, yeah, a long-term effect. Some of them still can't breathe 100%. Some of them, you know, um, are not strong. But I thank God, and this is me, I feel way much stronger than before. Amen. My that my my lungs are much stronger than before. Yes, that's right. You know, there there's no, um, what what did we just say? No 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 um, long term effect. You know, that was caused by that COVID nineteen. And, you know, um, because I'm a child of God. Yes, that's right. Because God is the one who healed me. And I believe that. I stand on that. When, when I say that he healed me, that's 100%. See, that's who God is. And, and, I, and I thank him for that. And, and, uh, you know, God, when he heals you, he doesn't heal you Eighty percent, seventy percent, ninety-nine and nine ten 10%. percent. It's one hundred percent. One hundred percent, and and I and I thank him for that so much. Seek first the kingdom of God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Now, last week we talked about the beatitudes. Beatitudes. Okay? Now let's actually let's go back now. One chapter. Actually, we were getting right into it. We talked from the beginning here. Heavenly call. <laughs> Amen. Just at the right moment. Okay, Matthew chapter 5. Uh, Verse 1. Let me go back to the new king. Okay. And seeing the multitudes, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, Now these are the Beatitudes here. Okay? Blessed. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Blessed are you when they revile and persecute you and say all kinds of evil against you falsely for my sake. Verse 12. What does it say? Rejoice Rejoice and be exceedingly glad for great is your reward in heaven? For so they persecuted the prophets who were before you. Hallelujah. Amen. Are you blessed? Yes. Say, I am blessed. I am blessed. Look to your neighbor. Tell them, you are blessed. Yes. Amen. Blessed. Praise God. Bless. Bless. And You know, when when we read this here, the Word of God, last week we talked about this. What gets in the way of us seeking God's kingdom? What gets in the way of us seeking God's kingdom? Flesh? Sin? What else? Distraction. How about it? uncertain of your salvation. Uncertainty of salvation. Mm-hmm. See, there's all these things. Now, where, where do all these things come to us? You know, Do you get it in the mail? Mm-hmm. Do you get, do you, when you go to the post office, you open your mailbox, and then you get a letter and it says, "You're sick." You know, do you get it in the mail? Where, where do these things come? In, a, in your what? Mind. Your mind. In your mind. Okay? In your mind. And, and then last week, I shared with you. Um, <clears throat> See, Jesus here says that through, he, through, through the, the Beatitudes and the Sermon on the Mount, He says, You're blessed. You're blessed. Right? When you do these things, when you, when you acknowledge God, and put God first, and when you understand who God is, when you, and, and know that God is bigger than your problem. Right? He says, you're blessed. And then he says, don't worry. Don't worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about tomorrow. Even though we see what's happening and we see what's going on, he says don't worry about it you know there's, there was there's a, there's a real um, sad thing that took place. you guys probably all know what I 'm talking about. you know these children, these children and today I was talking to a, a coworker in he was saying what goes through a person's mind to do such a thing and the word of God says that the enemy is roaming this world like a lion seeking to see who he may devour you know it's evil Satan is the one that's behind all of this Satan is you know, it, it's, it's, it's really heartbreaking, because we all have children, we, we know children, you know, we, we see children, and then for something like this to happen, it, it's pretty sad. But at the same time, there's a God who's, who's full of love and mercy and grace who's in control, all powerful. And I believe that today that these kids, these children are in the presence of God. You know, they're in the presence of God. Yes, taken from this world, but they are in the presence of God. Now, look at us. We're still here. We're still here today, but as adults, as grown, Men and women, we battle temptation every single day. And we're always constantly battling, you know. Satan is always putting things in our minds. This question came up last week. Remember I asked you, can Satan read your mind? and then a lot of you were saying yes and no and whatnot, but when I explained it was this, is that according to the word of God, God is the only one that's all knowing. Omniscient. He knows your mind. He knows your thoughts. He knows what you're going to say before you even say it. Satan, on the other hand, doesn't know. He's not omniscient. He's not all knowing. But what he can do is put things yes. in your mind. Mm-hmm. He can put things in your mind, mm-hmm. and um, I, I lost my sheet, but um, I, I I had a list of um, some some things that Satan calls his his beatitudes. You know, I, I had a I had a list of of that, and you know. Coming to church once a week for one hour. Is it hard? For a lot of us, it isn't, okay? Because we know God, we understand God, we seek God, we seek first the kingdom of God, so we we come to church regularly. And And then I see a lot of you here Wednesday, every Wednesday, you know, the same faces, so that tells me that you're you're seeking God. You're putting God first in your life and that you need God daily. And that's why you come as much as you can and you're here. But there are a lot of people that that don't do that. Because Satan is putting in their mind, no, you don't need to go today. You'll be okay. You can miss one day. Mm-hmm. You know, you can you can miss, you know. You don't need to go. Because the more he puts that in people's mind, and when they don't go, that's when they become a victim. You know, yes. things will come upon them, and he can use them. And, and things like that. And there, there's other things, too, that, that Satan can do. But, um, <clears throat> you know, worry. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. And if you read that last part of... Um, um, Matthew 6, he says, don't worry about tomorrow. Don't worry about it. Why, why worry about it? So, leave everything at the foot of Christ. Give everything to God. Give everything to Him. That's why when we, when we say the kingdom of God, what, what is the kingdom of God? The kingdom of God will be here when Jesus sets foot in this world because He's bringing His kingdom to here. And then we're going to reign with him. We're going to reign with God in his kingdom. I'm looking forward to that. Amen. Thank are you looking forward to that? Yes. yes. And then Jesus is coming and he's coming soon to get us out before that tribulation takes place. See? Are you looking forward to that? Yes. And then the question is this, are you ready? Are you ready? And a a lot of people will say, Yes, I'm ready. Okay, what are you doing preparing yourself for that day? So I asked a question last week. And the question that I asked was this How can you be heavenly minded? How can you be heavenly minded? Go to, um, and then I gave you a scripture. Who remembers that scripture? Philippians 4-6. right, Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, 7, and 8. All right, are you there? Okay, look at verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And then verse 7. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, how do you become heavenly minded? Look at verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, Whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue, and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. See? Meditate. Meditate on what? Things that are true, Mm -hmm. which is God's Word. Things that are pure, Things that are lovely, Mm -hmm. things that are of good report. See, all these things, all these things, meditate, meditate on these things. Meditate on God's Word. Meditate on His Word daily, every day, every chance you, you, you get. Meditate on His Word. And when you do these things, look at verse nine, "The things which you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do And the God of peace will be with you. Mm-hmm. The God of peace." Remember last week I, I, I brought this up, is um, the sun, you know the sun in our solar system is so huge, right? And that sun is the one that keeps all these planets in order. If the sun goes out of place, guess what? These planets are going to go out of place. The same thing with us spiritually. Jesus Christ, the Son of God. If we keep him at the center of our life, like the sun is the center of, the, of, the, of this solar system that we live in, if we keep Jesus the center of our life, guess what? Everything will be in order. Everything will be in order. But the minute, the moment we put Jesus and God and his word and, and all that he is out of place, then that's when everything falls apart. Out of order. Out of order. Out of order. And, you know, put in, put in seat first the kingdom of God, seeking his His kingdom, and in that kingdom that we're going to be with. Now, go to Proverbs 23. Proverbs 23. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Proverbs 23, verse 7. Look at verse 7. For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. Eat and drink, he says to you, but his heart is not with you. And let me read here the C.E.V. People like that take note of how much you eat. They say take all you want but they don't mean it. Have you ever heard, heard this? You are what you think. And then I, I made a, an illustration last week. What's the first thing that comes out of your mouth when something happens, when somebody talks behind your back, what's the first thing that comes out of your mouth? Or when somebody says, hey, let me tell you something. At church today, that, did you notice that person back there? You know, that person was sleeping and this and that, or that person was doing this? You know, if somebody were to come up to you like that, what's your response? What's your response? What? Who is that? What happened? You know? What's your response? Or else when you're driving down the road and somebody honks at you and cuts you off and because you're going to speed limit and they want to go faster. You know, what's your response? Or if somebody says something hurtful to you, how do you respond? Do you respond the same way? Do you get mad? Do you get upset? Do you get angry? You know? What, what, what's your response? See, if you're a child of God and if you seek God's kingdom and if you do all these things and you meditate on His Word, you, there, a different, different things will come out of your mouth. Different things. And that's why why he says that he will guard your heart, and he will guard your mind. He will guard your heart, and he will guard your mind. Okay, are you a Christian? Yes. Who's a Christian? If you're a Christian, raise your hand, say amen. 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 Alright, now, are you a depressed Christian? Are you an angry Christian? Or are you a peaceful, joyful Christian? What's the difference between those three right there? A depressed Christian, an angry Christian, a peaceful, joyful Christian. What is the difference between those three? Yeah. Yeah. Did you hear him? What did he say? Relationship with God. Yeah. So, a peaceful, joyful Christian, this person here thinks about God too much. Always got God on his mind. Always thinking about God. You know, and then I, I heard our pastor say at his work sometimes, when he gets on the radio, you know, praise the Lord. And, you know it just it just comes out you know just because it's it's a habit and it's a good habit to have where, wherever you're at you know I've caught myself doing that a couple of times you know in in a, in a crowd speaking to people, thank you Jesus, thank you Lord, and you know everybody just kind of looks at you like oh, no <laughs> it, and you know and an a angry christian this look is uh, this person here, this, this person that's a Christian who's angry all the time. You know why they're angry? Because they think about others too much. They're thinking about others too much. And then they, 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 they get upset, they get angry. A depressed Christian. This one here is someone who thinks about themselves too much, you know, themselves. Oh me, oh me, oh me, oh me. Why me, why me, why me? You know, all, all these things. But a peaceful, joyful Christian thinks about God too much. Mm-hmm. Thinks about God too much. Mm-hmm. Praise God. <clears throat> Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. you know, be careful. The enemy, the enemy can come and, and the enemy is going to Come and ask you, what are you going to do about that? What are you going to say about that? You know, when somebody says something bad about you or, you know, things like that. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? And he's probably standing right there behind you. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Praise the Lord. Praise God. Now, going back to the... uh, so I, this is why I believe that. Go, let's go back to uh, Matthew here. Matthew chapter 5. The kingdom of God. Seek first. Let's go back to, um, to Matthew here. Chapter um, 5. And, and go back to verse 1. Look at verse 1. Seen the multitudes. So in other words, there, were, there was probably a, like a lot of people, Right? And then he says, he went up on a mountain. And when he was seated, his disciples came to him. Then he opened his mouth and taught them, saying, now all these things. So when I was reading this, this is what came to my mind. Remember when um, Jesus fed the thousands with only a few fish and a few bread? What what did the disciples do when, when Jesus says, because they were tired, right? They, they were tired, and they all went to try to be alone and get some rest. And next thing you know, there was all these people, and they were hungry, okay? How many of you ever, somebody, maybe, maybe late at night, you get a visitor, and they're, they're hungry, and they're saying, oh, I'm hungry, I've ate all day, and then you're thinking to yourself, like, man, it's late, I need to go to bed, because I got to go to Get up early tomorrow. Or do you say, you know what? Let me make you something to eat. What would you like? I mean, break out the flour and start making the, the tortilla and all of that at 1130 at night for, for, for a stranger. Someone who's hungry. Or do you go to the, to the um, cupboard and pull out the loaf of bread and say, here you go. You know? You see? But, um, the disciples were like, no, no, Jesus, we're, we're too tired. But he goes, no, no, let's feed him. Let's feed him. Let's feed him. And he told them to all sit down. And then a miracle took place. There was more than enough. And when you read the story, I want you to read the story because at the end of that story, you know what? There was, there was leftovers. You know, you know how many baskets of leftovers there were. Twelve. Yes, twelve. twelve. How many disciples? Twelve. 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 See, they were blessed. They were blessed. They were blessed. Every single one of them had their own basket full of food. Mm. And and right here, so he's Jesus. Here is um, teaching. He's teaching. He's. These disciples these here these beatitudes teaching us also us let me ask you this what do you think these um beatitudes are uh, as we read right here we're gonna go through each one we're probably not gonna go through all of them tonight but but we're gonna go through the first few here but before we do well, what do you think these beatitudes are Okay? Yeah? Examples of how we should be. And then, when we do those examples, look, there's a promise after that. Look at the first one. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Poor in spirit, what does that mean to you? Be humble. humble, okay. If before we before we go back, think about it. Think about it, okay. Poor in spirit, so be attitude. Be attitude, okay. Heavenly happiness. And then bless. See, he says, bless are the poor in spirit. Bless. Bless is spiritual happiness when you're blessed. Blessed doesn't mean you're blessed and you have so much money in the bank and you got so many vehicles and you got three, four, five houses and you know, whatnot. that's, That's not what you call blessed. That's not what he's talking about. Blesses spiritual happiness. Yeah, go ahead there, uh, Sylvia. Good. Everybody hear that? Mm -hmm. It is a grace word that expresses special joys and satisfaction, granted to the person who Mm experienced salvation. But there's more. Mm -hmm. So you're talking about that verse 3 right there (laughs) Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Okay? Poor in spirit. God blesses people who are needy, sad, humble. I heard that word, humble. He he blesses people who seek righteousness, He blesses people who show mercy. Who have pure hearts. He blesses people who seek and strive for peace and who suffer for love in Jesus. See all those Beatitudes that we read right there. Now, let's go and read here. Um, Let's go to Luke 18. Luke 18. Luke 18. And then look at verse uh, 9. Luke 18 verse 9. Now, as we read this here, there are two types of people here. Okay? You probably see it there on your on your title. Okay, on your title. But look at verse 9. It says that also he spoke this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and despised others. Two men went up to the temple to pray. One, a Pharisee, and the other, a tax collector. The Pharisee stood... And prayed thus with himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other men, extortioners, unjust, idolaters, or even as this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give tithes of all that I possess. Verse 13, And the tax collector, standing afar off, would not so much as raise his eyes to heaven, but beat his breast, saying, God, Be merciful to me, a sinner. I tell you, this man went down to his house justified rather than the other. For everyone who exalts himself will be humbled, and he who humbles himself will be exalted. The Pharisee, what was his attitude? Pride. Pride? Mm -hmm. Look at me, look at me, look at me. What about the tax collector? He saw himself as a what? Sinner. Sinner. Okay. So now going back to that scripture there in, in, in Matthew. Blessed are the poor in spirit. So here, this is, this is, this is uh, what I'm getting at here. Is this. We cannot make ourselves acceptable to God. And then then on top of all of that, we need to understand that we need God. We need God. We need God. You need God. We need God. We can't do it alone. We can't do it with our own strength. We can't do it with our own thinking. We can't do it with our own ability. We need God. We can't save ourselves. We can't do a lot of good things and say, okay, I, I've done this. I don't do that, but I do this. I give to the poor. I give to the needy. You know, all these things. That, that's not going to... What, what was that? What was the right after that? He says, bless... Or the poor in spirit. And then right after that, what does it say? Yeah. For theirs is the kingdom of heaven. So in order to get into the kingdom of heaven, we have to have the right kind of spirit. We have to have the right mind. Thinking. We have to have the right thinking. Thinking okay about who god is who's god who's god who is god to you to me he's almighty all powerful he's all knowing he knows all he's sovereign he's in control that this is the god that i know this is the god that i that i that i seek and that i read about in his word and then and, and then his promises. John 3.16. what does John 3.16 say? For God so loved the world that he gave he only son, that, that whoever, whoever believes in him,
1: him shall
0: not perish but have everlasting life. Yes. That's mine, that's for me. Yes. That I'm gonna have everlasting life. Yes. You know, God gave me his son. His son Jesus. Think about it, look, Jesus. So so come here, come here, Sharon. Over here. Let me let me use you as a as a illustration. <laughs> so 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 like um let let's say you know before God and then this kind of Jesus just kind of went like this and said no. And he went to the cross. Yeah for each and every one of us. See, who would do that? Thank you. Who would do that? Who would do that? Who would do that for you? Who would do that for us? If only, if only, more and more and more people would know who God is how much more this nation would be blessed. You know, things that are going on, things that are happening. When, when I heard about this shooting, and, and when I prayed, this is what came to my mind. God says, look what's happening in, in, in America. There's a, there's a battle going on of life, life that I've given, because life comes from me, and what he's talking about is the killing of babies, abortion, abortion. Now, look what happened. There's children that were killed and and these things are, are happened, you know. We, we, we need to turn back to God. This world, this country needs to turn back to God. Yes, that's right. Seek first the kingdom of God. And then not only that, we, us, as Christians, are the ones that have to be the ones to go and share and tell and be bold about it. Not Not wishy-washy or... You know, not... Uh, everything will be okay. Don't worry about it. it be all right. You know? If you know someone is living in sin, tell them, no, you're doing wrong. That's not right. Jesus is the answer. You know, I mean, you're not going to go over there and, 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 you know, try to pull them and say, here, read this, and stick it in their face. But, but you're going to do it Gently. Gently. And then on top of all that, look, we have to be the one to set the example, to set the example, because you wouldn't believe it, but there are so many eyes watching you, watching me, watching us. And let me share this with you. I, I did not even know this at my work. There was, a, there was a conflict. And this conflict, I happened to be right in the middle of it. And I don't know how my name got in there. I don't know how, you know, all of this. And I thought, wow. And I was just, just, just kind of shocked by it. But, because um, people will say things. They'll say things. They'll, they'll, they'll look at you. They'll watch you. And then they'll try to to make you look different to others and, and things like that. So we have to seek God. We have to look to God. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So to be poor in spirit, we have to acknowledge that we need help. We have to acknowledge that we need help. I need help. I need help every single day. Every single day. I need help. I need God's help every single day. And when I get up in the morning, help me today, God, as I go out. Help me, Lord. As as I go into the world, Lord, help me. Help me that I'll be an an ambassador for you. Uh, Help me, Lord God, that you will put words in my mouth and that you will, you know, tell me what to say and how to act and how to be so others will see you in me, Lord God. Help me today. And, 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 you know, help me that if anything comes, Lord God, I'm going to overcome that. I'm going to get through that only with you, Lord God. You know, we we need God. We need God. Every single day. Yes, that's right. And that's what he's saying here. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Mm-hmm. Bless are the poor in spirit. Now here that that word poor. That word poor there. Okay? That word poor. What what does that word poor mean? Lacking. Lacking? Okay, yeah, that's a good word. Lack. Well what, what are they lacking? Mm Holy Spirit. Okay. Lacking, yeah. So that word there, poor, also means... Like a, a beggar. Because there was, there was a scripture. Remember Lazarus. See, Lazarus was in the wrong place. Ended up in hell. And then when he ended up in hell, what did he do? He begged. He begged. The rich man begged. Yeah, there, there was the the rich man that was. Yeah, okay. I, I had go was the Yeah. The rich man is the one that was begging mm-hmm. Lazarus. Okay? A beggar, beggar, lacking. Okay? Poor, poor in spirit. Go to um, Romans. Chapter 10, and then we'll and then go to verse, uh, verse 9. So chapter 10 in Romans, verse 9. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. Amen. Verse 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. For the scripture says, whoever believes on Him will not be put to shame. And then verse 12, for there is no distinction between Jew or, and Greek, for the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon Him. For whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Amen. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Praise the Lord. So, going back to uh, Matthew. Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And then the CEV. Does anybody have the CEV? So, what, what does that say? The same verse? Yeah, verse 3. It says, God blesses those people who depend only on him. They belong to the kingdom of heaven. Mm-hmm. Amen. Look, God blesses those people who, what? Depend, depend only. only on yeah. him. Who depends on God? I depend on Him. Do you depend on God in your life? Do you depend on Him for everything? Do you depend on Him for all things? They belong to the kingdom of heaven. Amen. So if He says they belong, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. Spiritually right now, that's where I'm at. That day's going to come where... I'm going to see Jesus. That day's going to come where I'm going to to be there and reign with God and Jesus forever and ever. Now look at uh, verse 4. Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are those who mourn, the same the same word right there bless that word's bless to be happy or to be given good things so if we were to put that in there happy are the people who are sad happy are the people who are sad Blessed are those who mourn. Happy are those who mourn. You know what mourn means? To grieve. grieve, Be sad. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, to grieve. To be sad. There's two types of mourning. There's two types. One of them is when 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 you um, someone dies that that you know, you know that mourning. Uh huh. That's close to you. What would the What's the other one? What do you think the other one is? I think it's when you mourn with the mourner. Okay. Like when you have empathy or sympathy for them, and you kind of carry that load with them a little bit. Okay. All right. So that that's what we that's what we are encouraged to do, you know, cry with those who mourn, and then be happy with rejoice with those who are, are happy. Okay, so there, there there are two types. There are two types, and, and like I said, one one kind of mourning, one kind of um, of sadness is when someone close to us dies. The other kind is this, is is um, when we are. When we are truly sorry for our sins. Is it okay to cry? Yes. Yeah. It's okay to cry. It's okay to cry. Especially when... When, 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 well, when I first came to God, yes, you know, I just, I just thank God so much... And, and I began to cry because, you know, the love and how he saved me. And when, when I realized all these bad things that I've done, you know, and, and how I saw myself. And then who God is and how he saved me. Thank you, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Now, happy are the people who are sad. Why are they happy? Because of this, look, they are happy because God is the one who does what? Comfort. Comfort. Who's our comforter? God. God is. For they shall be comforted. God is the one who comforts us. God is the one that says, It's okay, my child. It's okay, my daughter. It's okay, my daughter, my son. It's okay. And he comforts us. And he gives us his word. He gives us his word. You know, some of the some of the the promises that God gives us, he says that I will never leave you, I will never forsake you. I am with you all the time. Then he says, Fear not. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. How many of you seen the, 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 the lunar eclipse? There were a lot of people who were afraid, who were afraid, don't look at it, didn't want to look at it, you know? And then, and then it, it scared them because it was something that they saw that unusual, you know? And they're just, just looking at that, and they were afraid, they were scared. But God says, don't be afraid. Don't be scared. I am with you. But that lunar eclipse that we saw is actually in the Word of God, you know. He, he says, I have signs and wonders yeah. and, you know, letting us know, telling us. And God is the one that created all those things. You know, He's the creator of all of that. And we, we watched it, we looked at it from, from the beginning all the way until it was fully covered. We, you know, just just being in the presence of God, thanking God, you know, and and warning, warning, giving us warning, and then also letting us know that the time is getting closer. The time is getting closer that Jesus is coming soon. Jesus is coming soon. Praise the Lord. Jesus is coming soon. He is coming soon. Uh, Let's read uh, Matthew, uh, not Matthew, uh, Psalms. Look at Psalm. Thank you, Jesus. 23. And look at verse 4. You've probably all heard this. Yea, though I walk through the valley... Of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they what? Comfort me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. Go ahead and write this down. Isaiah forty nine thirteen, and then Isaiah forty eleven. Forty nine fourteen. Uh forty-nine. Isaiah forty-nine thirteen and then Isaiah forty eleven. Now remember I told you there was there was two types. Right? There was two types. And then one realizing our own sins, what we've done. There's a man in the Bible, okay, who committed a great sin, yet he was called a man after God's heart. Who was that? King David. Yeah, David. We all, you probably read David, who David was. And David, wow, you know, he, he did some horrible things, did some terrible things, you know. But... And then that was the reason why his son died, lost his son. And when that happened, what did he do? He repented, got on his knees, and he probably cried sorrow. And what did he say? I'm sorry. I forgive me, Lord. Forgive me. Forgive me. And what did God do? Forgave him, right? Mm -hmm. Forgave him. Um, Since you guys are right there in Psalm, go to Psalms. Let's go to 51. Psalm 51. And then look at verse uh, 3. Psalm 51, verse 3. And then go all the way down to verse 10. Look at verse 10. In the same chapter, verse 10. Look, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, and do not take your Holy Spirit from me. Verse 12. Restore to me the joy of your salvation. And uphold me by your generous Spirit. Praise the Lord. Now look at verse 17. The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit, a broken and a contrite heart. These, O God, you will not despise. Are you glad you're saved? Amen. Are you glad you're saved? Are you glad that you can call yourself a child of God? Are you glad that you don't have to live in fear? Are you glad that you don't have to worry but to just trust God? Are you glad that, you know, just, just be thankful to God for who He is. He's a, He's a great and mighty God. He loves you. He loves us. He loves each and every one of us. You know, we can go to Him anytime when we face trouble. We can go to God and He will help us. He will deliver us. He will get us through. He will get you through. You know, He's he's getting us through this pandemic. Praise the Lord. Praise God. A couple years ago, there was a lot of people, a lot of people... Even in the churches were, were getting empty. The churches were closed down, couldn't open. But praise God, today God is opening the doors back up. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. And I thank God too that during, when, during that pandemic, when it started, there were these governors and all these people in leadership were shutting down the churches and, and, and doing all of this But you know what? According to the Constitution, that was wrong. They couldn't do that. So praise God for the people in the Supreme Court. And they said, no, you cannot do that to the churches because it's written right here in the Constitution. And then that that order was thrown out. Praise God. Praise the Lord. And then recently we heard, remember... We were talking about um, um, gay marriages on the Navajo Nation. And then we prayed. We went yeah, to God. Right. Yeah. And then we just heard a couple weeks ago that they put that away and said, No, we're not going to do this. Amen. We're not going to do this. Yes. You see, God is doing great things. Yes. He's doing oh, great things. When you pray, when you pray, you're opening up doors in the spiritual realm. Right, yes. You're opening up doors in the spiritual realm. Amen. And then when God answers those prayers, you know what? You begin to see them happening physically. Yes. Amen. Praise God. See, we don't know the hearts of those that are lost. We don't know their minds. We don't know what they're going through, but God knows. Yeah. But when we pray and when we say that they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna confess that Jesus is Lord over their life. See, we're, we're loosening those things. Amen. And then we're coming before God. And then physically, guess what? We're going to see them. You're going to see your family. They're going to be on their knees, their hands lifted up. You know, surrendered unto God. Amen.